Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O-N-E underscore M-I-C-S-T-A-N-D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. It's been quite some time since we spoke, Ashraf. Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. It's, uh. it's, it's been a long time yeah, since I see you. It's about uh, one and a half years since we last did our podcast. Mm-hmm. And how has the podcast been? Fucking terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why, why we need this guy here today to yeah. boost our But first podcast. and foremost, I'm going to tell you guys what happened yesterday. Do I need to know or not? Not you, the listeners. I don't give a shit about you. So yesterday we came and then after that, we're supposed to do a podcast with this person. And at the end of the day, when everything was set up, we realized that we forgot to bring the adapter. Not we, you. That's right, me. And then we had to cancel it off and here we are again today with a special guest. The one and only... The man who is the founder of SMRT Feedback, Mr. Asli. Hey, hello. Hello. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Just uh, surviving during COVID. Yeah. And okay. he threatened to shut our podcast down because of you. <laughs> no, that's right. right. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> whatever happened yesterday, he said, you motherfuckers better do it properly this time around. And then after that, I'm not going to do anything to you guys. And again, nothing I like that today. Coming in late for half an hour. I had to attend a funeral. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been, Mr. Asli? Good, good. The thing uh, is, uh, it's been a tiring month. I just opened a cafe and yeah, you know, in the middle of COVID. Lah. So it's, it's, a, it's a nice, interesting month. Yeah, Everyone's just surviving. Lah. What do you mean by nice, interesting month? Um, I mean, opening a cafe in a high turnover industry, especially during a pandemic and recession. Uh, mm. I think people usually do the opposite, you know. Yeah. You don't open shit during mm-hmm. the recession. Yeah, uh, that's right. Huh? You actually open it up during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. That means your rental must be pretty cheap. Yep. So, so that, that's why I saw the opportunity. Like, you know, just just go with it. Yeah, just take the, the chance. Huh? So it's been like what two months since you opened this? Yeah, two months. Uh, is it's been nice. We've been we've uh we are really profitable. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, on the second Shit, month. Shit, on the second month. Yeah, nothing special, I mean, we're just selling waffles. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it's the best damn kind of waffles, lah. Mm-hmm. What kind of waffles? Uh, it's the usual buttermilk waffles, mm. but then we kind of like tweak the recipe to be more buttery and pancakeish. Yeah. So who yeah. tweaked the recipe? You. Uh, we have so I took the supplier's uh, flour. You hack into the system, you mean? Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I did a bit of research on the different waffles around the world, yeah. and tried to come up with a with a recipe lah. Took me about four months. Oh, yeah. I was in Australia once, uh, Brisbane. I, I I went to this joiner which only sells waffles, and it's an old joint, you know. But those waffles are damn nice, man. Yeah. Have you have you heard of those? No, I've not heard from the Australia bit, but um, usually waffles are, I mean, more recognized in the states, I guess. Mm, what about yeah. the Belgian waffles? Yeah, so so we are we are doing Belgian waffles, okay. but the trick is also in the golden syrup. Mm. Yeah, so most people use maple syrup, but we use golden syrup now. What's the difference? So maple has a bit more body, you know. Um, 
is is meant for Belgian waffles. Mm. Golden syrup is usually when you eat with pancakes. I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my waffles is a mix of waffles and pancakes, and then you just use golden syrup. Your syrup has a mix of whiskey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just curious. No, I don't have. Oh, I don't have. Okay. Yeah. Do you, Mus- consi- do you consider the Malay um, food apom is waffles? <laughs> That's not Malay, yeah. It's Indian. Apom is Indian, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Oh, I'm yeah. just talk about limping. Why are you being racist, yeah? Limping, limping is Malay. Limping, no, limping. Yeah. I don't know. I want to talk about apom. Okay, apom Malay. So what I meant was apam, not apom. It's okay. a twist in the vocabulary. There's two kinds of apam. <laughs> There's two kinds of apam. One is the the you know that um, colorful kind. There's mm-hmm. the one that you eat with uh, the red sugar. What do you oh, call that? Um, gula mira. Yeah, yeah, to keep it short, lah. <laughs> We're all English, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the gula vera and also uh, the other one is the one with the apam pulau pinang lah yes apam is the malay food or whatever you call it yeah that's malay that's malay mm. yeah so do you consider that waffle or no no no, no. <laughs> what are you racist <laughs> again <laughs> your turn uh. being racist <laughs> <laughs> no man it's a concept right the one the one I guess uh, can make money lah by tarik Oh, yeah. so atas cafe need to need to exploit a bit, ah, mm. capitalism a bit, ah. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> you can put it with ice cream, and then after it becomes like a. Fusion I think Indonesia thing. they did that. I got a lot of different kinds of this apam. Yeah, that one, that one street food, lah. I think, street food. Yeah, street food, street food. Mm. We should, you should consider that, man. Apam Pulau Pinang with ice cream. Then he has bigger it dreams than you. Tell it becomes fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars for apam. <laughs> So let's get yeah. to this. Um, I know you don't want to talk about this, but we'll just touch on this briefly. Yep. SMRT feedback. Yes. So let's get to this. Uh, I know the last time I saw you, Trump was the president. Now, Joe Biden is the president. What is your just simple thoughts on this kind of things? I think, I mean, it's not so much about what... Um, which president is good for the con- their country is more about who is good for our con- our region on you know? our point of view correct like, yeah. yeah because whatever happens there between them and China affects Singapore deeply yeah. so in that sense I guess Biden I mean, is a lesser of two evils I mean if you see the debate it's basically very you saw the debates? briefly I mean it's yeah. uh, I see snippets of it it's just like very bickering you know, Charles Play kind of thing from Trump, both, both oh, sides. Really, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of Biden, in terms of his policy making and all that, is is quite beneficial for uh, Singapore's good, lah. In a sense, what's that agreement that uh, Trump cancelled off? Uh, TA, no TA trend. Free trade, trade FTA, free trade agreement. Yeah. yeah. So you think Biden's gonna? I'm I'm pretty sure because uh, he's more he's less of a protectionist than say Trump. No, but I guess Trump. I mean, if you if you take aside his racism and all that, uh, in terms from a business sense, uh, I guess it's good for his own country. Yeah. You know, but it's a very protectionist yeah. kind of environment. But it's not really good for international trade, lah. Mm. The the next question I want to ask you is: Do you think you you are gonna contest in the next general election <laughs> in Singapore? Nah, not at all. Under what flag? 
<laughs> nah, itu saya ada parody, parody political party. Oh. Ya, yeah, the Tarik Party. Yeah. Tarik Party ya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which gets to our next uh, point about SMRT feedback. So, the question that I want to ask is, why the name SMRT feedback? Why the feedback form? Is that form so important? Oh, I tell you the, the, the name <laughs> the name was like figured out in about five minutes, you know, over Tetari. Right. Uh, I mean well, technically in virtual data rate lah, because yeah. we were all in IRC. Yeah. So back then when the during the first breakdown. So in 2011 there were two major breakdowns. Wait, what is a virtual data rate? No, so it's a small figure of speech lah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Man, I was confused. Being a dumbass there. <laughs> because because back then I mean uh, we were all active in the IRC chat yeah. group, so we okay. never meet or anything. Uh, Ashraf was also very active in IRC. Have you RC. seen his nick around Desdinova? <laughs> Always going around uh, like a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a long time. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the first breakdown, we figured uh, there's no SMRT official corporate page, you know, on yeah. Facebook. Then yeah. we figured like, okay, let's try to be a smartass and, and and become the feedback page for it. Um, initially, was very it was done based on altruistic means, like. In a sense that, you know, we just can collect feedback, give give it to the corporate body. Yeah. But then we had a lot of stupid feedback. Right? Okay, give give, give the, the top three lah. Huh? So there the, there are even complaints like if the if the train is late for about two minutes, yeah. then people were like complaining, you know, over two minutes of uh, waiting, waiting time. time. Hey, do you know that in Germany, right? If the train is late for I think half an hour onwards, uh, you get a certain percentage of refund. Ah, the DB train. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Uh, it's called the ice train. Um, because the the Germans are so efficient back then uh, that they actually offered refund for um, the train being late. And now, recently, about for the past ten years or so, uh, they kind of became a little bit slack. So when I was in Hamburg, I actually got a refund for like what half the price of the train for the entire family. Wow, and and the price is quite expensive, right? For Like, you know, like a day pass, yeah. Inter This is like pass. inter cross country. Cross country, yeah. Cross country, yeah. But how could you say that the Germans are efficient? That's why, why it's called. No, the no, no, no. Singapore is the most efficient country in the world. According to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you've been to Johor and back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the feedback yeah. form. Yeah, I mean, like after that first breakdown, we collect feedback. We became trolls in that sense, lah. Just make sarcastic comments, and then the second breakdown happened. That was when the page really grew, lah, because people really thought that oh, there's a feedback page for it. Yeah, and then since then the name just stuck on, lah. You know, yeah. Because back then, I mean, there there wasn't any plan to make it into a media firm or or, or like expand it from there. It's kind of like a Fly by couple of weeks kind of interest. So it started as a mischief yeah. page, mischievous kind of page. Yeah, and it grew from there. It grew to be more mischievous, lah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> more legendary, you mean? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashraf's got that laugh, ah, huh? the the iconic laugh, man. Whenever I heard this in the podcast, huh? it sounds good. It's trademark, ah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks. Oh, welcome, welcome, my friend. Anyways, uh. Looking at you, but we'll get to SMRT again. Looking at you and talking to you for the past few days, you're not a troll, man. 
<laughs> you are not. You're serious, and then after you you speak like you pretty uh, you're pretty shy person. I don't know. Uh, I don't know you that well to judge. But it seems that you're a pretty shy person. But SMRT feedback is extreme, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh. Like total opposite. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of an like introvert kind of person. Uh. Mm. But I guess once you are online, right, when you're anonymous, yeah. you kind of like, you know, lay it all out. Like you vent. So SMRT was like my vessel. You know, you vent for whatever you want. Uh. You're angry and you just type on yeah. Facebook. But you see, the thing is, when you type there, it's not like, blabberish or just for the sake of ah, putting yeah. things out it makes sense and there's you know there's a point to be thrown out there yeah you know like us yeah when we are angry right we just fuck this and that and you know and then it, it gets over and done with but when you say something on smr to feedback it becomes something like the the users of facebook the followers of your page took it kind of seriously yeah like yeah, fuck man is this for real or what you know, even for me, I, I was like, man, these guys are, what are they doing, man? <laughs> and the sarcasm was on point every time. Yeah, I guess that was my coping mechanism with stress. Lah. Your forte. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I, like, I like like dry humor. You know, I, I grew up with like British humor and all that, those sitcoms. Yeah. And then, then I realized that, like, you know, we, like, back then, we had this tonality guide, lah, in a sense. We when we type something, we cannot have any kind of expression of uh, emotions. Yeah. So even things like haha, right? We don't really do it. Oh. Yeah, we don't even type like lol or or whichever lah. Yeah. You know. So back then, that's why when when people see like there's a change in tonality, right? Is the way, uh, different admins carry out, uh, different phrases lah. Like we don't use like now. I think if you see smarty. They have those Sucks. a lot. Sorry, of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean there's a lot uh, of expressions sorry, of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, currently SMRT, I, I have not really checked the page like for a couple of. I've unfollowed uh, by the way. Sorry, SMRT. If you intend to do anything, please don't. <laughs> I, I really respect you guys, but uh, I'm also afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no la, I think current SMRT should be okay lah. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, quite. Yeah. Quite the young cops lah. I guess. I'm sure they are owned by. <laughs> <laughs> P. <laughs> Ends with P. <laughs> so you still hang around with Ahmad and Mutu all lah. No, okay. During my batch, uh, two. No, he's Ahmad, right? Yeah. I don't know. So back then, when I was the Ahmad, yeah. But but back then we didn't really call ourselves Ahmad lah, Chong Mutu. Oh. We are uh, we are more of like admin one, admin two, admin three. You know, I was admin two. Okay. So I came in on the second day, and then I think during that time my batch we were still anonymous lah. Mm. Uh, but just a few years back, uh, admin three and admin four passed away already. What? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, four was uh, passed away to, due to stroke. Wait, how old is, are these guys, man? The the one I found out was about thirty two. Oh shit, that's young. Yeah. So back then, yeah, back then my 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 batch was around twenty plus when we, when we were doing it lah. Okay. Yeah. So you came up with these names lah, Ahmad, Mutu, Lapchong, and then Pereira it, or something, I guess. Actually, no, it's like it wasn't that. I mean, because uh, we 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 were like. Sometimes they get confused, you know? Like there were a lot of people doing the page, mm. and then people like saying like it's not it's not memorable, you know. Then like since we can since we are like doing a lot of racist jokes, and when we are racist, like we are racist to everyone. Mm. So might as well just put up a a different uh, like a persona basically. And we do actually have Chinese, Malay, Indian, and Eurasian. Mm. Yeah. So let's say now if you were to give us names, what names would you give us? 
Yeah, it's the the fellow bringing tissue in the bathroom. But now that you mentioned this word anonymous, how do you compare SMRT feedback with that group anonymous? Um, you think you're on the same level? You can be better than them back then. I think back then we don't really put a label into us as a collective. Like we were not united in that sense. We don't have a single vision or whichever lah. So back then, I think during our time was during the law sack days or anonymous days or the hacker group lah. Mm. Uh, but the the problem here is that law sack or anonymous they they crave for attention in mm. in their own way. Yeah. We also crave for attention in our own way. Yeah. Uh, but the problem here is that they. Is it's a thin line between like both are anti-social, but it's a thin line of doing something against society, mm. against the corporates and and like for us it's like we only meddle with stuff where we can actually help the community, mm. you know. Even if it means to be uh, going up against the government or the authorities or whichever, you know. Like for us back then, it's just do good lah. So you're like the Robin Hood in the digital age lah. I guess you could say that, but I mean, I've never thought of it that way, lah. Because we we don't. Because when we do it, it's like we just it's basically playing with the court of public opinion, lah. This is all yeah. about opinions, lah. So I guess for us, we are pretty good at shaping those opinions. Yeah. yeah. Does the group still exist, not this anonymous group? The the hacker group, is it? Uh, I mean. I guess that's. Uh, I mean, back then it was pretty strong, but nowadays not really lah. Because one of the guys got caught for being an uh, informant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was an FBI informant. <laughs> oh. Okay, interesting. Uh, because because the group went into, it's not just targeting. I mean, they they do good in some way. Yeah. They also targeted like you know, uh, credit card theft. Mm. You know, all those illegal criminal stuff lah, which we don't do as a group. One mic stand. Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O N E underscore M I C S T A N D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So this hacking stuff, there's the white hats, there's the black, black hats. hats, and do you call it the mad hatter? Man, <laughs> I guess many hats to wear. Th- there's another term. There's there's the in between, which is the grey hats. Grey hats. Okay. Yeah. What's so, the difference between all three? So a white hatter is one where they are so called. It's all about ethics, lah. So a white hatter is more of like you know companies will hire them to to they they call it penetration tester, lah. To hack their companies to to find vulnerabilities and then work with the companies to find a fix. A black hat uh, has a different motive, which is more malicious in nature, lah. There's like you know credit card theft, like carding we call it, um, hacking emails or whichever. And then a grey hat can be either one. Yeah, it depends on who's paying, lah. So it's more of like 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 you were mentioning hide the guns. So it's more like. Star Wars lah. Whether you want to join the light side or the yeah, dark side, la. correct. And then there's the middle ground, which uh, are like mercenaries lah, like Boba Fett. You mean? See <laughs> 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 yeah, <la. laughs> yeah, I mean, I just asking because I don't know this shit, is it? <laughs> I guess so, lah, Talib. I guess so. <laughs> thanks, thanks for clarifying, huh? So, let's say I want to be a hacker. I got to choose which side I want to be on. 
Uh, I mean, we, we we always believe that everyone starts off, off as a black hat, mm. uh, because of their curious nature. Because being a hacker is not so much about your skills, it's your way of thinking, you know. So everyone have all these temptations, lah. It's a matter of how you actually control this temptation. Uh, so you can either go white or you can either go black. Mm. But I believe that everyone, when they start off, when they're curious. They always go. They they will all do illegal stuff, lah. Just out of curiosity, ah, uh, and this is a serious question. You think Michael Jackson is a black or white hat? <laughs> <laughs> that one I don't know, ah. <laughs> Because yeah. he seems to be playing on both sides here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I guess they say once you go black, you never go black. <laughs> <laughs> is this something easy to learn hacking? Uh, Let's say me. I have no. Idea what this thing is. If I go online tutorial, can I can I be a hacker? No, now this yeah. I mean, you have different scripts. Uh, you can just press a button in a sense lah, and and type a few lines of code. But back then, when we were doing it, is is a very manual basis. So manual in the sense that you put in your line of code, uh, from scratch, you know, and then and then from there you keep testing and iterating. To see whether the the exploit works or not, you know. I think back then, I think it's during the IRC days. Yes. I think I did download this thing like a backdoor software. Something you pass to somebody when they install, and then you can control their computer. Yeah. I can I can I can press my something, and then their CD tray will open by themselves, shut down their computer. Oh. Is that considered hacking? Or not? That's like the yeah. basic or basic, basic right? Then the that, that's basically like a a a, a joke no, in a sense, like yeah, that's what you are, Shroff. Yeah. A joke. <laughs> no, no, you just download a it. Sad one. I let you off this one, <laughs> huh? <laughs> the script will program to, but you you are not really controlling, lah. Uh. Okay, what if you start out with this? Like he says, you have to do something manually. The Indian credit card scam. Hello, my name is John Wilson. Your computer is spoiled. <laughs> This is the FBI. That's hacking, also. That's uh, social engineering. It's a form of hacking, lah. You don't hack computers, so you hack the person instead, lah. Yeah. So social. I mean, nowadays hacking, you don't. It's not so much about hacking. It's more about the social engineering bit. You, you can have the most secure of systems, right? But if you, but the greatest vulnerability is always humans. You can play with their emotions and all that. Yeah. So let's say I want to work with the government and I'm a hacker. How do I tell them I want to work with them? Oh, they'll find either you. either get caught for it, you know. Yeah. I really, get, yeah, I guess so. They'll yeah. find you, man. Or you can go through the normal route of like you know going to computer science and getting. No, because like, the other day I was watching Die Hard 4.0. Oh, I saw that also recently. Yeah, it's about a hacking the hacking thing. Um, oh, I, just a few days ago, no, I watched it. <laughs> I know that you watched that before. Die Hard 4.0 is about they hack the US system everything you know what they, they call it under fire the three, uh, fire sale fire sale yeah fire sale you know what a fire sale is I mean from like a hacker's really po- point of view yeah oh no I know from the movies like yeah. they hack the hack transport transport and then the communication the second one and then the third is I don't know I can't remember yeah in order to actually get you for down for the interview and to know what all this is about we actually watch Die Hard 4.0 so that we can understand you better five times a day <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I don't know, but I just find all these hacking thing interesting. Maybe I should do a career switch. <laughs> so and then and then you left. Yeah. So why why do you leave on a high, man? You just like Jerry Seinfeld, uh. He left on a high, and Dave Chappelle when he was at his peak. I think back then, I mean, again when we when we started off, is is there was no vision going on with it lah you know mm. you just have fun and you leave that's it okay. yeah so back then I was involved heavily in startups mm. and then um, again like that page you just go up there to rent you know mm. but, but I became more busy with like startups and everything I wasn't really that active already in mm. 2000 and late 2012 2013 and then uh, you just stop posting lah basically mm. yeah because one thing about Smarty is that you have different people doing it you know so even if if one or two people people leave you, you will still have people posting content mm. yeah okay. and because there was no money as well you know so it's kind of like a waste of time now in a sense so that's why you are involved in all these startups and yeah so you are set you already have your mind to do all these things yep and you were pretty young at that point in time I'm not saying that you're old now we're much older than you but am I? Mm, by the looks of it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you were young. You were very young. I think you were about 23 back then. Yeah, yeah, around that. And then you decided, okay, I'm going to do something which uh, and, and make my money in it, which yeah. is startups. Yeah. And how, how do you actually fare uh, going out as MRT and then looking for, I mean, like, I'm talking like as though it's a career as MRT, but you had that fame of being part of that crew and then you left and then startup happened and what uh, talk us through when it comes to the startups and what you do and things like that I think like back then you know during Esmati time joining um, a startup and all that you know, Esmati was never my advantage because again back then it was a page that you don't want to associate with mm. right yeah because it's, it's, it, it would kind of like destroy your reputation lah, in real life yeah. so when I go into the startup world you know like I'm just a regular regular guy doing startups, uh, working with startups, and 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 it was just regular office job, lah. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then since then, I think I set up my on my own, uh, about five six years back. I think in 2015, the SMT guys uh got in touch again. Mm-hmm. That was when uh, I had to reveal myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the turning point for SMT in the sense that. Uh, they wanted some help with monetizing the page. Mm. Yeah. So I think like like during my time when we were doing it, again there was no money, there was no uh vision on it. So whenever there's new people coming in, they will always have different motivations. Mm. Yeah. And then I think during that time, 2015, you have a lot of all these other media pages making money. Yeah. Now naturally people will be so greedy to actually also want to go in on that. Mm. Yeah. We too want to make money, but we have yet to yeah. get a single We're losing cent. actually every day. Maybe we, have some, maybe we have some advice on how we can make money. Yeah, just just tell everyone. Uh. Advice. Just be open <laughs> about it. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> just a coffee guy, coffee guy now. Maybe we should change our name uh, to I don't know. Lap Chong. Something feedback. Something something feedback form. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And you're also playing in a band. Yeah. Back then. Oh, people don't know that. Huh? Yeah. You played yeah. in a band. It was like... What kind of music did you play? I think back then we were doing Scar. 
ska bit of skapang underground scene back then but uh, there was also like just to enjoy and and was a release lah basically yeah. yeah and you were playing the bass, bass yeah well, you look like a bassist man yeah, yeah I, I guess I have, I have fat fingers uh. okay I'm not uh, <laughs> not to that but <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're a bassist uh. so who's your favorite bassist man since we had it what is the thing though I mean I'm not really passionate about the music but I just like to compose and write songs and, and, and like I listen to any kind of songs yeah. but I didn't have my own bass you know like if there's gigs or whatever I just learn from some friend mm. and then just enjoy the moment you know but but one thing for me is that I don't get emotionally attached to a lot of things mm-hmm. so like I will enjoy a hobby or, or, or whatever and then it will be you only go through for a phase. your face yeah. mm. usually it will take me about 6 months before I get sick of it and then I move on to other things How many hobbies have you taken up so far? Is Tam collecting one of it? Well, I used I actually used to do that for What a while. The oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went, I went, I went to Bhutan, and then they gave me this stack of Bhutan and uh, those rare stamps. Ah, uh. and I figured maybe I should go different countries. Deeper into this, eh? yeah. But but again, it's just a collection. And oh, I, I, what I, were you doing in Bhutan, anyways? Bhutan was there, yeah, just vacation. Travel. I think for work that time. Who who goes on a vacation in Bhutan, man? No, because back then Bhutan just opened up their borders to the to the outside world. Yeah, yeah. So so it's like naturally like Bhutan is near Himalayas. Yeah. yeah. Nobody actually went there, right? It's like going to North Korea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So back then was I think for work, uh. In Bhutan, huh? You were teaching them how to hack uh, <laughs> walls or what? <laughs> no, when when I was there, TV was only introduced like about. A few years back. Okay. Yeah, they didn't have much computers also. Uh, yeah, it was a nice country though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've seen like good reviews about it, and they made a comment about. Remember at one point in time, George Yeo said something about Bhutan, or was it uh, what's that guy who looks like Henry Tia? Oh, Kobun Wan. Kobun Wan, yeah. yeah. or George Yeo, he actually mentioned something about Bhutan, and they kind of responded. Is it the, the nas- gross national happiness thing now? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can literally ask you anything man, without even googling. Huh? <laughs> <That's so fun>. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Tia. Eh? Okay, anyway, <laughs> I forgot his name lah. And so you you came out in the public. Yeah. Have you asked him that? Yet? He came out. And why do you come out? Like, tell everyone, okay, this is who I am, and it takes a lot of balls to actually do that. Uh. I think I think back then we uh, that was after a lot of cases, a lot of police reports. But in 2015, actually, Esmati was already trying to monetize during 2014. Mm. Um, so the guys were doing it, I guess, anonymously. I mean, I'm not too sure how they actually did it. Mm. Uh, so when they when they have a pitch or whatever, you know, you can't meet the clients. So they needed a face, and nobody wanted to actually go out in public because you have to understand again. There's a lot of police reports. Yeah. Uh, but then I guess back then I was already doing my own company already, yeah. and uh, and and most of the cases came after I left. So in that sense, I guess you are okay. Uh, that's why I thought you know yeah. no, I was okay. I mean uh, maybe have a bit of association or something, but I think when. When I was doing my own, so it's my own company. I'm my own boss, so I have nothing to lose, right? And then we had a battle, lah. You know, um, I will say reveal myself. I'll be my, I'll be the face of it. 
purely just to go for business meetings and all that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I want something in return, lah. You know. Mm-hmm. So in exchange for my face, I guess I will. Uh, I will want a cut for whatever business deals. Yeah, that I fair have. enough. It's a business yeah. Man, yeah. So during that time, I was doing with them for one year, and and it's still anonymous, no. You know, we we communicate through. Uh, secure channels But then back then IRC was no longer there already yeah. So we were using uh, No <laughs> We were using uh, Torchat Yeah Oh okay okay And then we had Our own server Whereby everyone can connect uh, Individually And then we would chat Okay You know So It's a very Again I guess We can do that Because everyone is Is, is An IT person In their own right mm. So In terms of Anonymity Uh, encryption or whatever is is kind of like second nature to us. So we knew how to cover our tracks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least from whom we learn ourselves, lah. No, I mean covering your tracks. Yeah, I mean like like again like we were we had a lot of enemies. We had a lot of uh, like the court cases. And all so that. there's not even a single digital footprint that you guys leave behind. I mean, for my side, I mean, for me personally, I guess not. Uh, maybe. A couple of here and there lah. I don't know about the rest lah. Someone like made a mistake and shit, man. In that group chat, we shouldn't have done this. You know, now they can not actually find out. A lot of times. Oh. Yeah. I mean, bits of information that you can actually call. Because the thing is that we don't give outright information, but sometimes when we talk or something, there are bits of uh, uh, information that can be put into a puzzle. Then you can kind of like angle. Decipher and uh, yeah, you can have you can frame up like. Who is this person exactly? You know? Interesting. Yeah. So even simple. So it's like the a lot of different techniques where, where you post something on your personal page. Yeah. You post something slightly slim similar on, on the same topic on SMT about one minute apart. You know. Mm. So these kind of things that that people can actually pick up. But then again, bearing in mind that there's probably a thousand shares when it comes to whatever that you guys post. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Back then it was it was quite easy to kind of like rally the audience lah. But the police even scared of you guys. I mean, you keep tagging the Singapore police force and whatnot. No, I mean, you take the PM, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, bro. No, I mean, I mean, they they are definitely not scared of us, lah. I mean, the I think is is a harmless thing. I mean, it's not, it's not. But I mean, I guess a lot of people they they receive a lot of complaints or receive yeah. a lot of tagging on a daily basis. I mean, it's not like we would think logically. It's like they're not just gonna come for us because we tag them. You know. Yeah. That's someone from the prime minister's office respond. No, right? No, of course not. Uh. Yeah. We we got blocked from. Um, there was a time we got blocked from. Uh, Bayam King Twitter. Um, Who's Bayam King? Bayam King is this ministry MP lah. MP oh thing, yeah, okay, 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 okay. The yeah. handsome one. Yeah. 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 Singapore police also actually blocked us before. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I would love for some like Singapore police force to block me. So. <laughs> I'm gonna feel proud. So it's yeah, like, no, they block me. <laughs> That's the thing. I was just gonna get to that. It's not that I block the police. The police block me. <laughs> like what I mentioned, I mean, it's like they are doing half of the police job. You know, they're going around like, you know, solving things that I'm not saying the police can't solve, but I think maybe they solve it first. And did they come to you for help? I mean, not me personally, lah. If they approach the other members, I wouldn't know also. Mm-hmm. Then these members wouldn't even tell us also. Like maybe get leads from you guys. Um, not officially, not unofficially also. Um, I think when we were doing it, I guess we had a wider resources in the sense of um informants. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. So the like in all investigation process, you know, you want to have a lead, right? Yeah. Uh, and this lead will always come with some by some witnesses or informants. I think for us as SMRT, because we were very close to the community, we were, we were very on the ground lah in a sense. So if we wanted information about someone somewhere, you know, and then we just get this person who knows someone who knows someone, and then we just collect bits of information from there lah. You think the things that you all have done before, have you ever like uh, somehow somewhat swung votes or not? Elections, is it? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. I like think a back Russian then... collusion. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even then, back then, I guess we were quite anti-everyone. I mean, we had a fight with uh, Jairanam. Oh, the younger Jairanam. Okay, uh, Kenneth. Kenneth Jairanam. And then, uh, I mean, obviously also PAP were just working. Yeah. Uh, I think we were working literally everyone. Yeah. But if you had to choose between a color white and blue, which one would you choose? I would choose the middle. Yeah. For me, I personally, I mean, my political belief is that I'm not, I'm more of a, like, I just see the logic on both sides. Yeah. You know, everyone, like, like the PAP has its own reasons. Yeah. Opposition has its own reasons. You know, you can't be like a workers' party or whatever be in politics because they want uh, they are doing it for to, is, is a very self-serving mm. kind of uh, motive you know definitely you know oppositions will also want something good for Singapore yeah. um, so so I see in that in that kind of angle um, and, and from there you know I don't really like I don't really publish my political thoughts online as well mm. you know back then so we were very neutral, neutral in that sense, lah. Yeah, I yeah. can, I can actually see that uh, both sides got whacked. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes someone uh, feel pity for this group of people, and then you also whack those group of people, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's uh, equal what opportunity. Going on? Uh, yeah. So, so the side of it for Asmati, we 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 were like. We, we were desensitized from the situation mm. you know we have that's why again we have no emotional attachment uh, and then because we are anonymous uh, we don't meet up with different groups or from different political parties or yeah. whoever so we are not really emotionally behold, beholden to to them lah, you know so it's like we are not afraid of like okay, we, if we're gonna uh, say some shit about some political figure you know and we know that we are definitely not gonna work with these guys mm-hmm. You know, so for us, it's like, you know, what should we be uh, careful for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think I kind of share um, similar political beliefs to you because I'm not pro-opposition or preposition. Mm-hmm. If let's say, for example, my constituency has good MPs, which is from the preposition, I would vote for the preposition. And if I see that there is good opposition with good manifestos uh, for this particular election, I will, I, will, I will swing and go the other side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that should be the correct way. Lah. You know, but I mean, online now, people are very sweet with uh, emotions. emotions yeah. So they let, they let their bias cloud their judgment, you know. Mm. Uh, and and when, when that happens, you fail to see the, the substance of the manifesto. Yeah. You base your votes on the persona of that political figure. Yeah. Just like what happened with the recent uh, American elections. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people got very, very emotional, especially Americans. And, but I'm, I'm, the rest of the world are just followers, like, basically, from what they feed you in the media. But yeah, Americans suddenly become very, very emotional, man. 
And also one thing for our listeners that they might not know, being I mean Azli being involved in all these hacking and computer stuffs and whatnot, maybe you wanna tell our listeners how often do you check Born social hard. media <laughs> a day? How often do you even look at your handphone a day? Like now? Yes. Well, I think I can. Like I wake up in the morning, I won't even like unlock my phone. I'll just see notification. Which I'll probably forget about, uh, and then I want I will actually just open up Spotify, go to work listening. Then when I reach my 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 workplace, I will never touch my phone until at night. So I'll leave my phone somewhere, you know. And then it's like like if people call message or what, I I don't I don't actually know until at night. So that explains the fifty-seven missed calls from me, lah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I I think for me is that I'm not really too I'm not addicted, lah, in social or, or online media. That's that's just strange, uh, coming from you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there is irony, lah. Yeah, and you actually detox for quite a number yeah. of years, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite it's it's mentally it's actually pretty healthy, lah, in a sense. And I'm sure you get more work done. Yeah. Definitely, you focus on 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 what needs to be done for that day, right? Mm-hmm. Then, if you even go social media, it's like at night, even I watch a couple of videos and that's it. Do you think you can do that, Talib? For twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if it's for twenty seconds. But what do you what do you what what do you listen to on Spotify? Oh, now a mix of everything. You have uh, post rock. You have uh, even folk music. You know, no, folk music is forte. It's favorite. <laughs> world music actually. Yeah, oh, sorry, world, world music. Oh, world music. Yeah, yeah. world music is good as well. Should listen to Yasmin Levy, man. Have you heard of her? Yasmin Levy. She's Israeli. Um, she she uh, is more flamenco, but then it's oh. it's in old Latin. So um, she came to Singapore like during the the last few years of war man. Ah. I kind of watched that performance and man she mesmerized the audience you should check it out Yasmin Levy Levy is in the Levi's Levy but with a Y behind and also Sushila Raman Solid. Sushila Sushila she came for Putumayo in Singapore Mosaic and Mosaic yeah, yeah. And remember those days when uh, those were the fun days before F1 killed everything Fort Canning Park and all that shit anyway all I can recommend you is Lata Mangeshka not that much, yeah. The Israelis, huh? That one is legend, huh? That one, Hindi, yeah. <laughs> and before we go, has someone actually called you up as a hired gun or not? Like a bomo, eh? you can be a bomo, or no? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't like that person. Eh? So maybe you can do something to him. Yeah, I mean, um, which is why I actually created a fan page. Uh, so I receive a lot of uh, uh, people messaging me for cases and all that. Um, my last case that I did was this NTU girl that got stalked by this anonymous guy, lah, basically. Mm. And then uh, since then, it was it's quite mentally draining, lah. You know, so I have a lot of messages in my inbox. I don't really check. You have like divorce cases, lah, cheating cases, uh, even as simple as carousel scam. You know, so sometimes when I I I, I sometimes glance through like like about two years back uh, and then you kind of like feel uh, should I help you know yeah. but then then again it's like like I think to myself it's like 
the responsibility shouldn't be on me. Like I would want to help them, but at the same time, uh, it's also mentally draining. So since then, I've actually that's why I never really check my phone. But do you charge them or do they pay you or something? No, no, I don't. I don't do for rewards, lah. I mean, especially if the case uh, merits uh, like like really good help. Yeah, you are like a, a a prime example of a superhero movie man. When he quits for a certain period of time, and then he gets all the shit, and then he becomes emotional. Uh, But do you get emotional li- reading those messages? Or not? Depends on the cases. Uh. The there are some like um, domestic abuse. You know, what's the worst that you've seen? Actually, I asked you three questions just now, the interesting ones, but we only got off at one. So maybe you can give two more examples of. I remember there was a, a, a only child. I think she was only about seventeen, but both her parents, uh, the dad was in jail, the mom was uh, coming home drunk and all that, you know. So and she was also abused, so he's trying to like, she was like mentally disturbed, really, in a sense. Uh, so in that sense, it's like, you know, how do we actually, I mean, how do I actually solve resolve this? Like, this is not something that I can just do, like, you know, put on a computer and hack or whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, this one requires like a, a more professional yeah. help because if if I do it my way, you know, you, you never know if it would trigger something and then it becomes a suicide case. Yeah. So this is this is because I'm not really I'm not professionally trained in yeah. like counseling and all that. You know, this is this is not something that I do it out of interest even. Yeah. But that was one of a quite a sad case because it's, it's, because the girl, um, I think she was she was actually doing well in school. Mm. Yeah. And then I mean I kind of like dig out her background a bit lah. Mm. Uh, but then you know with the domestic abuse and all that, it's, it's like she don't know where to turn to. I see. Yeah. So when that happens, I just like you know, I give a hotline. Yeah. I try to connect with uh, some social worker or something to look into a case. Sometimes when I read this kind of thing, right, it kind of affects me emotionally. Like the letter that this girl wrote. Yeah. Remember recently when the father was due for death sentence, and then uh, this this girl drew a picture or something like that to Halima. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Halima is our president. Ah, uh, for the listeners who don't know. Malay president, yeah, the Malay one. So, um, the one who wrote the letter to Halima, and then after it got me so like, man, this shit is like, and then you realize that okay, both ways. I mean, we're gonna get to this in our next podcast, but I just want to give a brief intro to this, uh, how I feel about it. You know, there's this situation where that girl's dad is gonna be hanged, and she writes a letter, and if Halima says. Okay, we'll pardon him, and then there'll be a in- huge influx of uh, USA president. Yeah, uh, trafficking cases. That's one. Two, if you don't pardon her and you are labeled as cruel, like what we we are in the middle ground right now, and we don't so know I guess, which I is mean, the one. I mean, you have to strike a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way I see it is like uh, if we put emotions aside. Um, Then we see it from a way of the law, right? Mm. So the law doesn't favor based on emotions on the background, right? I mean, the law is there, and unless you have good grades, I guess. Okay. Yeah, but that's another story. That's unless you're listening to Injustice for All, <laughs> the law is blind. Or from NUS or NTU. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Now we're getting it. <laughs> so, the thing is that I guess, uh, of course, there's always discretionary powers from the president to pardon yeah. something, right? But again, there's a double-edged sword. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And and also the thing about this kind of cases, this emotionally charged cases, I think back then during SMRT, uh, the good thing about us is that we, again, we are not really uh, emotionally attached. Yeah. Now, one thing we realized is that some people would, I'm not, I'm not referring to this girl, nine-year-old girl, but some people would come up with a stop story. Right. Yeah. So like, say for example, a guy who is trying to find a scammer, the details and everything. Mm. So when we think about it, like, what if this guy is a stalker? Mm. Then he wants to get the job done, or, or we just do the we give him the information and then yeah, yeah. you know. So so again, like when we see a case, we don't just jump into it. You kind of like assess the motive. We try to find different angles. But what if um I mean you have solved a lot of cases, your vigilante cases. Have you ever thought that the person who's wrong, I mean he is or she, he or she is in the wrong but might psychologically affect him and he might do something to himself, you know. Have that ever crossed your mind? Even though you solve the case in your own way, but it might affect that person. I mean, definitely. Okay, back, I think back then we were more sadistic. For us... Sadistic, eh? Yeah, death, <laughs> like... Okay, for us, uh, life is cheap, uh, in a sense. Uh-huh. So death is something that uh, we, like... Okay, if someone would kill themselves like a criminal or whatever, it doesn't really affect us, you know. Uh, of course, we we will kind of like be. Uh, again, we are very desensitized, you know. It's like your heart is made of stone, kind of thing. So this it's also a double sword, you know. Uh, when that kind of thing happens, you move on easily, right? Then at the same time, uh, when that thing happens and it's because of what you did then uh, it becomes a problem lah, psychologically. Mm. But but again, that's where the desensitization comes in, you move on. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I'm glad that, you know, earlier we didn't receive like 10 boxes of pizza on our... <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, no, no, they should have, actually, I, I wanted that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on... Um, and end the podcast uh. where you are right now with your cafe and whatever businesses they're doing you want to say uh, maybe give a shout out to the people out there and you know tell us more about where we can find you and things like that you know uh, I think uh, my cafe is at Sultan Gate uh, it's called 100 Labs la. it's a very small cafe uh, but in terms of shout out uh, I don't know who to shout out to uh. the rest of the members right now <laughs> no, uh, but basically to the people that uh, wants to find you, what you sell, and your your other businesses that you have, uh, startups, things like that. You know, uh, now now it's just I'm just like full on a coffee house, mm-hmm. just waffles, coffee, desserts, mm-hmm. uh, nothing too like Christmassy lighting mm-hmm. kind of like you know over. It's a very uh, warm and cozy place, lah. Yeah, so. Think if 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 everyone has come down, is you can we can chat, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm friendly. I'm approachable. Yeah. And just don't bring up SMRT feedback, cause those are your past. <laughs> yeah. And you just want to forget about it. I'm retired from there. Mm-hmm. But you're still the OG. Triple OG, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for being on our podcast, Mr. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks, Adli. Thank you very much, man. Just don't hack us. Good night. <laughs>